The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And if you've been listening to our podcasts, you know that we've been on this ethical and responsible AI series. Now we've been doing for a while. Um, if you're new, if this is your first podcast, hey, you should go back and listen to the other ones in this series. We understand that some people like certain topics that, you know, people do drop in for a certain topic they might find really interesting. And this one, an algorithmic explainability and interpretability is one that we, even we have been talking about. If you've been listening to the series, we've actually referenced it a few times ourselves. But, but it's within a context. Uh, for whatever reason, people like technology solutions to problems. They always go for the technology because it feels like, you know, the easy way out. It's like, I'm having a problem. Well, let's look for a technology solution to that problem. So people talk about all these, these ethical and responsible issues of AI, fairness, bias, disclosure, consent, privacy, security, safety, all of the things that we are talking about in our series here, right? But they go for the low-hanging fruits. Like, well, I just need algorithmic explainability. I just need my algorithms to say how they work. That does not solve your problems, any of those problems, bias, fairness, you know, privacy, security, safety. It solves none of those issues. All it does is solve this one challenge of can the algorithm tell me what you did? Then I still have all the other problems to solve. So the reason why I mention all this is because this is why we have our education and training and, and certification. People need to understand that it's not about cherry picking your problems. If you want to avoid the failures of AI, and there are many, uh, you should listen to our AI failure series and understand why those systems are failing. But the solutions, of course, is doing AI the right way. So following a solid methodology that guides you through the steps so that you're not skipping anything, you're not going out of order, you're arranging and iterating your projects in a way that orients you towards success. That's what the cognitive project management for AI, CPMAI methodology is all about. But in addition to that, it's not just doing it the right way, but doing it right. And that's what CPMAI plus E is, this en enhancement to this methodology, the add-on to doing it right is doing it, the, to be, being right, doing it right, and not violating people's trust, not causing harm, not doing all these sorts of things. And there's there, that's where the context of algorithmic explainability comes into. It's a piece of that overall puzzle. And we're sharing you all, with you all these other pieces of that puzzle right here in this AI Today podcast. Exactly. And it's important to be focusing on, right, all pieces of the puzzle, otherwise it's incomplete. And so you may have, you know, well intentions with your ethical and responsible AI framework, but if you're not addressing all of these different aspects, then it will be incomplete. And you still may be setting yourself up for, uh, you know, issues that you do not want. So if you are investing in, you know, putting together an ethical and responsible AI framework and really developing this, thinking it through, then make sure you're fully thinking it through. The podcasts are providing snippets of our CPMAI plus E training. So yes, it's definitely giving you things to be thinking about and areas to be focusing on and questions that you need to be asking, but it is not the complete picture. So if you are interested in that, 
go to CPMAI plus E, get that training and certification. I will link to it in the show notes. You can purchase it directly on our website. It's really inexpensive considering the failure rate is, you know, the rate, like what that cost of failure is, is so much higher. And we've seen too many organizations fail with their AI projects and really not take ethical and responsible AI um, as seriously as they should, maybe because they, you know, are just not thinking it through like they should be. They didn't realize it was an issue. So that's why we came up with CPMAI plus E. In today's snippet, we will be talking about explainable and interpretable AI. I mean, you know, we've talked in previous podcasts about uh, black box and, you know, algorithms, which really is deep learning, for example, which everybody is hot on deep learning, wants to use it. Is it always the right algorithm to use? No, it's not. And we've shared that in previous podcasts as well. But when we are you know, building ethical and responsible AI systems, we need to be able to have explainability and interpretability, especially if we have systems that are those, you know, so-called black box technology. What do we do? We can't just say, well, okay, sorry, we're using this, which means we don't have to disclose anything. We don't even have to think about it. Sorry, whatever. It's going to make a decision you don't like. Well, it's black box technology. Nothing we can do about it. The answer is, of course, no. How would you feel if somebody told that to you? Sorry, you were denied a loan. Well, I don't know how to understand what the algorithm, how it came to its decision. So sorry, can't help you there. You just can't get a loan. And you're like, uh, that's not what a human would say. So why is that going to be acceptable from a machine? So with this snippet, we are going to be talking about interpretable and explainable AI. And hopefully it will get you thinking about this part of the puzzle piece in your ethical and responsible AI framework. So in this part of our framework, we are going to be addressing, you know, making AI understandable. When we rely on technology that we really have no insights into, this so-called black box technology, it can be quite dangerous, right? Because we just don't understand what's going on. And if we don't understand what's going on and how these AI systems are coming to their decisions that they're making, then we just don't have trust, right? We humans want to know how things are done and how decisions are made. And so if we don't have that visibility into these systems, then we can lose trust. And that's not what we want when we're thinking about trustworthy AI. So in order to trust these systems, humans really want things like accountability, explanation, right? We want to be able to feel like we have understood where these decisions came from. So in order to get verifiable explanations on how these systems are working, that means that we're going to have to keep the the human in the loop. Because when we fully remove the human from the loop, then we have absolutely no idea how decisions are being made. We have no oversights and we have, uh, you know, really no way of a human trying to explain this to anybody else how this was made. So some approaches are more explainable than others. Some are when it comes to machine learning, some are just really inherently unexplainable. This is in particular with deep learning and deep learning has really had a time to shine for a while. People love deep learning. And so But unfortunately, deep learning really is that black box technology. So we do not know and we cannot explain how that algorithm is making decisions. And that makes people feel uncomfortable sometimes. 
So over on the right, we do have some examples of news. It says, you know, the dark secret at the heart of AI, where no one really knows how some of the most advanced algorithms do what they do. And this can eventually be a problem, especially if you're having these algorithms make you know, life-changing decisions, impacts, decisions that can really impact a large community or your organization as well. And you really don't know uh, and have insights into this. So that's why this idea is very important to understand, at least at the conceptual level, what is going on and how it's going to be applied in your framework. Yeah, that article actually from the MIT Technology Review uh, came out many years ago in 2017 and actually created a lot of waves because people didn't really think about the fact that one of the most powerful algorithms that we're using right right now that really kicked off this major wave of AI investment, deep learning, which is a particular form of neural net, which is a a particular algorithmic approach to machine learning, is powered by all this big data. But we don't really know how those systems are coming to a very particular conclusion. When it looks at a grid of pixels, how does it know that that grid of pixels is a cat or something else, right? Well, you don't actually really know. You just know kind of these probabilistics, you know, these probabilities. It thinks that, you know, 98% chance it's a cat, but it can't tell you exactly why. And that's this is what the idea of algorithmic transparency. If you remember, we had a whole lesson focused on AI system transparency. And we said, what we're going to talk about there is visibility into all the components that went into creating the AI system, from the data to the decisions on filtering, all those things we have a lot of visibility into, and we should provide a lot of visibility into. But in that lesson, we said, we're not going to talk about how visible is the algorithm itself when it comes to making those decisions. How do we know how that particular model that was trained with all that data that we have a lot of visibility into, we still don't have any visibility into how after we used all that data, the model came to its decision. So that's what we're going to talk about here is having some of that algorithmic transparency, some visibility into what the algorithm actually does. And so we actually have two related but different ideas. We have this idea of explanations, an explainable idea. You know, if you were thinking about like, you know, if somebody, uh, one of your kids, you know, knocked something off the wall with like, like, a, with like a stick, you can say, why did you do that? <laughs> right? What was the reason by which you did that? Now, of course, kids can't always tell you the reason why they did something. They just felt like doing it or something happened. But maybe there was a reason there. Maybe there was a, a bug on the uh, picture and they decided to use a stick to knock it off. And then the process wasn't the, really the best idea. They knocked the, the picture off the wall, right? But that would be an explanation. And so an explanation AI is, can the model tell you how it arrived at a very particular prediction and conclusion, giving some very specific data? You gave me this pixel, a grid of pixels image, and I told you there was a cat. I'm going to tell you exactly how I came to that conclusion. That would be an explanation. And, you know, uh, from, you know, uh, we'll talk a little about this, but the D- Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, DARPA, has been uh, working on explainable AI called XAI for uh, neural nets for a while. And they talk about the define it in that as like an explainable model is a method or technique which is able to peer into the black box, make it not a black, black box, and understand exactly how that model works. And people have been working on that research. And we'll spend a little bit of time talking about methods that people are trying to work for these uh, complicated neural net systems. Now, if we can't get a specific explanation as to why one particular piece of data resulted in one particular outcome from that machine learning model, can I at least interpret it? Can I know what things may have influenced? Like, uh, you know, if I may not know the exact reasons for that particular thing, I might know what the key factors were or the decision-making things, the things that say I maybe weighted this more than that. 
maybe this particular piece of, uh, of this image or this piece of data was more important than others. And so interpretability is the degree to which a human can understand the cause. So more like cause and effect. It might say, well, I may not necessarily understand the specific reasons, but I do know that if I have these particular elements in the data, I will get these kind of results from the system. For example, if I'm taking satellite imagery and I'm trying to detect houses, if I have a lot of cloud cover, I might know that the impact of clouds has an impact on the accuracy of the model. I may not be able to tell you exactly how the model is working, but I could tell you what those impacts are. And sort of the, the last sort of idea here is this idea of a root cause analysis, a failure analysis. That's because if I know if the model is not working and I know how it's not working, then I can fix it, right? If I don't know exactly how the model's working, then I can't really fix it. I have to kind of trial and error things, maybe try better quality data, maybe tune my model a little bit differently, change my configuration parameters. And so the more that I can have visibility into how specific data impacts the model, then I can fix things. And that gives us the idea of fixing debugging systems. Now, this uh, little animated image here, obviously from the, uh, from the uh, series, The Office, uh, is this idea of, uh, there's this one part of the show where uh, Steve, you know, the Michael, the boss, uh, follows exactly what the GPS tells him and tells him to make a right, and makes an immediate right and drives right into the lake. Now, uh, their thing is like, what's the explanation for that? Well, the explanation was the GPS told me to do that. But why did the GPS tell you to do that? Well, the GPS didn't actually really tell you to do that. It just said that when, when the time comes, make that right. And I guess this is the situation here because computers are not that smart. So <laughs> you tell a computer to do something, it will do that thing, even if to a human, we might not have interpreted it the same way. So this idea of explanations is helpful because what a computer might say as the reason why it did something might be like, oh, well, that's completely different than why a human might have made that same, may have made a different decision with the same amount of information. So knowing how computers are more sensitive to that data will help us make these systems more reliable, resilient, and of course, trustworthy. So for the AI explainability and interpretability layer, the main elements that we want to focus on for our framework are understandability and root cause explanations. So when the AI system fails to provide the results that we were expecting, the AI system should always provide a human understandable means to understand the root cause of any failures and explanations without necessary algorithmic explanation. So basically, you know, make sure that you have in your framework uh, this idea of understandability and root cause explanations. So when a system does not, you know, it fails to provide the expected results, how will you be addressing that? Also, algorithmic interpretability. So AI systems should provide a means to interpret AI results so that cause and effect can be understood, even with limited algorithmic explainability. And then we have algorithmic explainability. So AI systems should use algorithms that provide a direct means to explain how outcomes were arrived from input data. So as we had you know, mentioned earlier, not all algorithm algorithms need to be black boxes. So when possible, you know, think about what algorithms you'll be using. Are there other options besides just, you know, uh, deep learning that you can use? And how is this going to be in your framework when you're thinking about this? 
So it's also important to have interpretability as well. So the difference between explanations and interpretations, it's important we understand that here and then how it can be used with uh, algorithms and explainability. So an explanation is I'm able to give a specific action and a specific you know, reason why something happened. So for example, if we bring back the uh, you know, picture frame that fell off the wall. Well, you know, if I ask my child what happened, my child can say, I swatted a fly off the wall and hit the picture frame and it fell. Then the interpretation here is that if I don't know what exactly happened, I don't have a clear explanation of it, I can have different reasons for why that happened. So you can say, well, you know, there's, if I walk up the stairs and I see the picture frame on the floor and I have no one there to explain it to me, as to why it happened, I can say, well, maybe this happened because the nail wasn't secured in place, or there was an earthquake, or, you know, there was a loud, someone was jumping in the house and shook the wall and the picture frame fell. So it's important to understand the difference between an explanation and an interpretation. But if we only have interpretations, can we still interpret the results that we were given, even if we can't explain them? So when we're thinking about this with algorithms, if we don't have explainable algorithms, are we still able to have interpretability of the algorithms to understand how and why they made the decisions that they did? Yeah. And it's important because, and just like in that example of the, the frame knocking off the wall, you could say, well, what are the likelihoods of those things? It's like, yes, I mean, I guess if, if it was an earthquake, you should see other things that are probably tumbled, not just that one picture frame, right? Uh, you know, you can you can look at other things and you, and you can come to some general conclusions, even if no one is in the house. You know, you might think, oh, I'm in a haunted house. What are the odds that a ghost knocked it off the wall? Pretty low. So <laughs> yeah, maybe not zero, but actually probably probably zero. So if you so these are the things that help you to say, OK, well, I have these things that may contribute with higher likelihoods. And that'll help you at least do some explanation in terms of uh, human level explanation, not an algorithmic explanation of it. And so the more that we have alternative trends transparency mechanisms in place, the more that we have these other things that we just talked about in the previous session, uh, the previous lesson about AI governance, the more it actually helps us. So if I have traceability, so if I know what, like if I know what data was used, I know what model was used, I know what actions were used. If I have some logging system, if I have auditability in there, if I have some system, like what my system capabilities are. So let's say, you know, some stuff is happening in the cloud, some on the mobile device, the more things that I know, the more that I can feel, even if I can't get an explanation, the more that I can feel confident in what possibly could have contributed contributed to that outcome. And it's interesting because we have a lot of that similar situation with medicine. You know, the people always bring up the example of Tylenol when we talk about explainability. Uh, biologists and uh, pharmacists and the people who work in life sciences, we don't actually have the exact, we don't know exactly why and how Tylenol works to do what it does, reduce fever and reduce inflammation. We don't have like a specific uh, biological uh, root cause analysis. This is, oh, this is what's happening, right? But we do know it works. <laughs> and we do know it has some you know, particular effects. We also know that there are even some side effects. You know, for overuse of Tylenol is actually pretty dangerous, right? So the thing is, is like we can do the same sort of thing with deep learning neural nets that we cannot necessarily explain, but we can see how it performs. We're like, okay, these pictures of faces work in these particular situations, and it has a high degree of confidence in these particular images, this kind of lighting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When the lighting starts to get poor, when the, we talked about this bias, when the people start to not match more closely with our training data, which is an issue with our training data, right? 
then it starts to perform more poorly. So in, in that case, if you want to bring back to the bias situation, the reason why we were able to realize that facial recognition systems had those bias issues is because we could observe that certain kinds of faces and certain kinds of lighting conditions just performed poorly. We couldn't tell you exactly what node it was. And you remember, these are images. So I can't say, well, it's these pixels and these shades that are doing it. Nobody really knows exactly, but we can trace the cause and effect with enough reliability to say this particular machine learning model that was built, this particular facial recognition model has a decreased level of performance for these kinds of people. And so that is the interpretability that we need to fix things. So I could say, okay, great. How do we fix things? Even though I don't have an explanation, I can't tell you exactly what inputs resulted in the fact that it did not recognize his face. I have enough of an interpretation to say it suggests what we should fix. And in that particular case, get more training data, right? Get better training data, get more diverse training data. And that will hopefully, right? No guarantee actually, hopefully improve the outcomes. And that's what we want with it. And if we're doing things like loan decisions or health things, we could find those same sort of patterns even if we don't have the specific explanations. So it's also important, you know, if we can't, we don't have that explanation uh, to say, okay, well, how else can we look at things to understand what happened? And we can use root cause explanations where this is that understandability part of this. So maybe we can provide other potential explanations besides just that algorithmic explanation. So I'm able to bring in a, you know, human understandable means different factors to say, all right, maybe this is what happened as well, so that we can understand the root cause of that decision and maybe why it came to that decision so that we can continue to better understand what exactly happened rather than just saying this is a black box, sorry, can't do anything. We also can provide a clear understanding of the process. So maybe we, you know, understand the entire uh, process that took place. So we know what data came in, we know how it was cleansed, how it was labeled, and then we can we know what algorithms we used so that we have an understanding of at least the process so that we can get a better understanding of what happened. So maybe not all of the correct training data that we needed was brought into it. Or maybe there was another issue. So as long as we understand the process, then that can help give some more understandability to what happened. Yeah, it's important to realize that we said that algorithmic explainability is a technology thing. We build technology and the technology gives us the specific explanations. In the case of neural nets, we have a lot of different ways of trying to do that. No thing is been specifically, uh, you know, successful. And with non-neural nets, things like decision trees, it's, that's pretty easy. You can just observe the model. And you can, it'll tell you what that is, right? But that's also part of the code because that's part of the technology. Interpretability, even that is technical because it'll tell you the various different inputs that contributed to the output, the cause and effect, right? So I could say 70% chance you know, uh, jumping, shaking, knocks picture off wall, 20% chance possible earthquake if you're in an earthquake zone, you know, things like that. So there's still technology to it, but the root cause explanation is really a human thing. This is the thing where we don't really involve 
the machines. We take a look at all the factors that we have, the way that the model works, the data that we use, the process by which we use to train the model, all the things that we now have because we put into governance in place, the audit log, the traceability log, and then I can come up with an explanation and I can use that in a way that is appropriate to the right audience. So let's say I am doing a, a loan process. I want to make sure that I can have an explanation when someone is declined. I don't just say declined. I could say declined. Here are the factors that contributed to that denial. You know, we say we don't know maybe specifically in your case which factor was more than another, but it might be like you know high rate of chance, high chance. It was you know income level. Another chance might be. Uh, late fees, et cetera, et cetera, or maybe these other factors, right? Same thing with healthcare. If you're going to be recommending a treatment, you're using a neural net, it's very hard to say, well, this neural net's recommending you do this. And the person's saying, well, wow, you're recommending surgery. That's pretty intense. Can you please tell me why? And if you say, well, I'm sorry, the neural net, you know, just says surgery, that's probably not going to be acceptable to people. You need to have informed consent. We talked about that earlier, but you could say, well, it looks like, you know, every factor is different. The neural net you know, it's trained with, with a lot of patient data. So I can't tell you exactly why, but it says, you know, the interpretation tells me that and the data tells me like, okay, well, radiology imagery, this and that and the other thing. So what you need to do is create this explanation to give people again, the trust that they have in the system. This all comes down to trustworthy AI and ethical and responsible AI. And that's why we're talking about this. This may have seemed like a really low level conversation. And we said, this is the lowest level. We talked about how we have those five levels of ethical and responsible AI. And really the most technical lowest level is what we're talking about now, algorithmic explainability. This also goes to show that you shouldn't start here. This is sort of like something that really gets, if everything else is in place, we have ethical systems, we've built them responsibly. We have systemic transparency in place and we have governed systems with real rules and processes. It does make this particular aspect, which is much more complicated. Well, it, it gives us the strength that we have to say, well, we have all this other stuff in place. So I can tell you that, you know, we've measured our systems for bias. We've uh, built them responsibly. You know, they're not vulnerable to somebody else and come in here and hack it. We have a logging system in place. We have transparency. So I can tell you where the data comes from, where it went. I have all this stuff. So even if you don't like the outcome, and I can't necessarily give you an algorithmic explanation, I can give you enough of an understanding to give you confidence that we are doing things the right way. So when you're building your ethical and responsible AI framework here at this level, at the algorithmic explainability level, what you should think about based on everything we just talked about, under what circumstances will we require an algorithm to provide an actual explanation, like the decision tree? These are the factors from your specific data to, that led to this specific outcome, right? Uh, to, the, to the extent that we, you know, we know there's a trade-off between explainability and things like precision and accuracy and things like that. If I can't do that and I want to have the less explainable or non-explainable algorithms, when will I require interpretability? Say, okay, in these situations, you must have interpretability, even if you don't have explainability, right? What are those circumstances? And what approaches and methods will I use for explainability and interpretability. When we'll say using a facial recognition system in a, in a security situation, there must be interpretability here, even if there is an explainability here. We're doing a loan decision system. I want high degrees of explainability, which means that guys, you cannot really use neural nets. So just gonna put that out there. This may be a restriction on neural net approaches because of the high degree that we would require explainability. Or if you do use neural nets, you're gonna have to really have a ton of data to back up every single decision, right? And then the final little bit here is how are we going to provide the understanding of the AI actions for everybody, not just the people who are impacted by the AI actions, but people who are working on improving those systems, debugging them, facilitating them, the legal folks, regulatory folks, 
if we need to respond to any of these things, everybody needs to have some level of comfort with the AI system. Because at the end of the day, as we say, in order for us to have trust in AI systems, we need to know what these AI systems are working on, uh, how they, they work, what the results are. And if we can't have that visibility into the specifics, we need to have enough other stuff around it where we could feel fairly confident in some combination of factors that has yielded the results that we see. So, um, you know, hopefully said the things that you might be able to understand about algorithms. And I think uh, in CPMAI, one of the things we go over is algorithm selection. It's that, you know, you can use tools to automatically do that for you, but you have to be in control of your solution. So if your requirements say that you must have explainability, then you probably can't use that auto ML tool that's suggesting an algorithm that provides no explainability. You're going to have to get in, in there and restrict it or make that choice yourself. So that's really what this all comes down to, because this is where it connects to the methodology. Methodology tells you that you have to use business requirements and then the data understanding and then the data preparation to help you figure out how you build your model. And those things might lead you to a specific decision on algorithms. And this is where it connects to the ethical piece, because you ask the next question, which is, wait a second, do my ethical requirements require me to have an explanation here? Or maybe the organization is, is uh, preferring uh, it's as an insurance or a banking application. And unless I'm getting some profound difference in performance between the deep learning system and my trees, you know, random forest or whatever trees system I'm using, um, maybe I should use the, the one that's tending towards more explainability. It would be like walking into a bank and coming up to somebody and saying, I'd like a loan. And they just take one look at you and they say, mm, no. <laughs> then the next person comes up and they go, yes, I'll give you Mm, $1,500. Okay. Then the next person comes up and goes, hmm, yes, I'll give you $100,000. And you're like, what's that all about? Just some person is making some arbitrary decision. And you'd be like, that's kind of laughable. But that's how a lot of these uh, AI systems look. They look like just some random bouncer giving random answers without any explanation. So again, this comes down to trust. This comes down to ethics. Uh, you don't want people not trusting your systems. You don't want people um, you know, questioning things. And so the more you can provide explanations, the better. So enough said about that. Uh, this is what training and certification is all about so that you can do the right thing. Exactly. So if you are interested in signing up for CPMAI plus E training and certification, we link to it in the show notes. I definitely encourage you to check it out, sign up, invest in yourself for success. We do love listening and, you know, listening to our podcast listeners when you reach out to us. We love hearing from you. So you can always reach out to us at Cognolytica.com or info at Cognolytica.com. That's C-O-G-N-I-L-Y-T-I-C-A.com. We'd like to thank all of our listeners that have signed up for CPMAI Plus E. Uh, we've enjoyed hearing from you and your reasons why you, you've signed up, why it's so important for you and your organization as well. Remember that your certification is an individual certification. So it stays with you no matter what organization or role you have. So uh, very important so that you know you can continue to showcase to everybody that it is you that is certified on this and you know what you're doing. Um, and, you know, like I said, we always love to hear from our listeners. We also love when you rate our podcast as well. We love five-star ratings from our listeners and we love uh, your reviews as well, hearing what you've liked about the show and areas that you'd like us to continue to dig deeper on. So we are on iTunes, Spotify, 
and all of your favorite podcast platforms. So I definitely encourage you to reach out and, uh, you know, rate us and give a review as well. And if you have not already done so, make sure to subscribe to AI Today. We do have additional episodes in this series, so we're not quite done yet. So definitely stick with us until the end. All of them are incredibly important. All the different areas that we'll be talking about really help make up that comprehensive ethical and AI framework. And with that, we really hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast and the snippet from our CPMAI plus E training and certification. And so thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.